What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And I'm working a double shift tomorrow. Woo! We're here with episode 121, where we're talking about what is life after Strange with our guest, Adnan Riaz. But first, we've got some segments for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. How are you doing? I'm okay. Cool. Oh, okay. I don't know. Jeez. I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a uh, it was a tough week. But it was. I am bruised yeah. from moving things around the office. Eek. I my my coworker and I were rearranging the office this week. That was our task, mm-hmm. and um, it was eventful. We'll just yeah. leave it at that. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah. No, it was a uh, it was a long week for me yeah. at, at work, and then I got my split shift tomorrow. So yeah, that's gonna be fun. But your favorite day. It is my favorite. I have vegan mac and cheese for dinner, though. Yeah. So that'll be fun. That's something. Let's just uh, get started. So okay. uh, business out of the way first. We are on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 we are. Uh, we're on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. I'm uh, <laughs> uh, where you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. You can also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. We can see behind the scenes photos, some questions we'll ask you about the podcast. Like, you know, to join in on discussion as well as Twitter. And you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, check out our website, gamesgroceries.com, where you can lo- uh, listen to all the podcasts from the website, as well as you can find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the podcast, as well as some articles I've written in the past. In the past. And if you're watching this on YouTube, definitely consider hitting that subscribe button and a notification bell so you know when all these podcasts come out, as well as our weekly coffee games. That will be a discussion every Thursday morning, and these come out every Monday. So mm-hmm. uh, with all that said and done, uh, oh, by the way, uh, if you just want to jump ahead to Adnan, I get it. What, yeah. Whatever. There are timestamps in the description down below if you would like to do so. But uh, with all that said and done, let's just go ahead. Let's just jump into it. Uh, what do you think? I, I think that's a good idea. Let's go into our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we watched in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, or sometimes in theaters. No, not really. I'm scared. And we like to recommend it or not recommend it. We have a five-point scale here on the Games of Groceries podcast. We, we start with avoid at all costs, pass, enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. Mm-hmm. And this week's movie can be found on um, Amazon Prime. It's a Prime video. Yeah. And it is called The Hole in the Ground. Woo-hoo. So this is a uh, another horror movie uh, brought to you by Spooktober. And uh, yeah, let's just get started. Opening thoughts, go. Um. So all month long, I've been looking for like a scary movie mm-hmm. to like terrify me. Um, this wasn't terrifying. It was decent. Um, yeah. it was interesting and curious. Like it spiked curiosity. Yeah. But, um, I wasn't that scared by it and I felt like it took from other movies. Well, yeah. So, so did many horror movies. Well, let's yeah. get started with our first note here. Uh, but yeah, so one, one thing's for certain, this is an A24 film. So, yes. or an A24, however you want to do it. Uh, so keep that in mind that a lot of this it, it it's it reeks of A24. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you enjoy A24 movies, great. If you hate them, uh, great. But uh, that's first things first. But then we get an introduction into the movie. Uh, the the one problem I had with Chucky or or Child's Play yeah. that we reviewed last week is that it didn't set you up and uh, we we didn't set the characters. 
in an unsettling way. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, we get the relationship between the mother and the son. Yeah. We explain that within the first 15 minutes, yeah. but it has an orchestral unsettling uh, score to it. Yes. So I like it wants you waiting for the bad thing to happen. Exactly. And that's what I appreciate is that it had a character introduction, but as well as behind the scenes yeah. in the back of your mind, you have this creepy orchestral mm-hmm. in the background. So I enjoyed that introduction yeah. to this yeah. one. It you, made you feel unsettled. Yeah. But uh, what do you think about that? No, I completely agree with that. They definitely set it set it up well to be like really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like how they had it eerie. Like they started with eerie. They're like, this is a horror movie. We're going to start it. Like that's how it's going to be the whole yeah. way through. So I did like that. Yeah. Uh, now, my second note is that this is uh, the more suspense comes from it being from anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. Anxiety plays a big part into this movie. Yeah. So it, it's more of and, and here's the other thing. This is where me and Liz are going to disagree with this mm-hmm. movie, but it is more of a realism kind of horror than it is a fantasy horror. So it's not if you're more used to that Americanized uh, fantasized mm-hmm. horror. Right. Uh, this is more towards uh, realism in terms of uh, relatable horror. So yeah. uh, anxiety plays a huge part in this. Yeah. Uh, where it's trying to get you unsettled, but also into an issue that everybody knows about. Yeah. But uh, and keep that in mind, it's also an Irish uh, horror. So a lot of Irish uh, films can be depressing more than horrific. But is what it is. But let me jump into my final note. Uh, overall, this is a very slow burn. Mm-hmm. Like this is a slow burn kind of horror. Like I said, the score is orchestral, so it's trying yeah. to, uh, you know, build you up to that. It's built on anxiety, so you have to build up to this mm-hmm. moment. It's a very slow burn, mm-hmm. uh, and you have to pay attention to the dialogue to be creeped out. Yeah. Like that's the thing. It's not counting on you being horrified by chump scares or even uh, a monster. You have to, you have to notice cues. You have to notice the cues. You have to pay attention to the dialogue. You have to understand the relationship each character has to each Mm -hmm. other to be creeped out rather than the movie trying to set you up to be creeped out. Yeah. Uh, So that, that goes into our final review, uh, our rankings. That's uh, my brief thoughts with my notes, but let's go into our recommendations out of our five point scale. From avoid at all costs, pass, enjoyable, solid, and perfect for us. Uh, what did you give it? I gave it a pass. It's on the higher end of pass. Yeah. But um, I was just overall disappointed. Yeah. Because for me, I like to be, like I said, I wanted to find a movie that made me scared of the dark like The Conjuring did. Like, mm. I wanted to watch something absolutely terrifying. And I wasn't terrified. It was a good story like yeah. i liked this the surprises and the way it was handled but for me it felt like it took a lot from one harry potter it just got some what, what? to, to oh me my. i got harry potter feels you just got that from mm, we'll talk no, about it later no because she had the scar and it was like ow my, like no, no that, that was had stupid. nothing to do with the ha- no no i'm just saying it had gave me harry potter vibes oh my and then it did like sh- when she sunk in i didn't like that like I'm just saying that I'm getting no don't no I have okay, I get to fine. say my valid opinion. It's a okay. Go for it. I'm saying that 
it just felt like it had some of those features mm-hmm. as well as it reminded me a bit of us with like the Could I add that this is a film made in the UK? So maybe you uh United Kingdom films are a lot like Harry Potter films? It's possible. Okay. I'm not counting that. I'm just saying yeah. it had that same vibes and for someone watching it in America, this is mm. how I feel about it. I guess. Mr. Movie Snooty Pants. Well, I'm, I'm not done. Oh, dang it. Yeah, we have a minute 30. Okay. So, well, if you stopped interrupting me. Yeah. <laughs> so, those that was like the feelings I got from it. It was still like eerie and interesting. It just wasn't the movie for me. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had chosen something different to watch. I gave it a solid. Yeah, which is very weird because usually you're giving it a bad rating and I'm giving it a good rating. Well, here's the thing about this movie is that it's a very slow burn, but here's the thing. It was coherent. You knew the exact direction it was going. You knew what was going. You you actually questioned yourself who was actually the monster, like in terms of who is the horror in this movie. It actually had you questioning. I never questioned that. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you no, did. I agreed with you. No, 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 no. I don't want to say what you what you were second guessing because it was a spoiler. But yes, you did. Okay. I, I will say because I can't remember things. I, yeah, I will. I will say it off camera. <laughs> um, but it had you second guessing of what you're you're trying to think of. But you knew exactly where it was going. You knew exactly the horror. You didn't actually start to say like, well, this doesn't wrap up. It's uh, it, it, and but the reason why it didn't give a perfect. Is because there are some things you start to question. It is a little bit of a slower burn. Uh, there is some dialogue that I wish was fleshed out more. I feel like this could have been uh, 15 minutes longer. But at the same time, I think where the direction was going in this movie, it actually did what it was trying to do. Uh, and that's why I gave it a solid. But that's just me. I don't like Americanized horror movies. I hate them. But this one was more grounded and it was a lot more depressing i i enjoyed the dialogue in this movie so i gave it a solid um but liz you gave it pass i gave it solid so uh take with it what you will this is found on prime video again it's called the hole in the ground uh is an a24 film which actually you're not a huge fan of a24 films they get a they're like just on that other side of too Mm. artistic for me like it's like here's the line and i i'm okay with like right here they're like right here whereas i love a24 films yes you do I, i love most of them yeah uh but yeah so that's our review of the hole in the ground check it out for yourself or don't be like Liz, pass. You know, that's <laughs> why we give it like that. Like, if you think you uh, would enjoy it, you're like me. But if you're like Liz, just give it a pass. So uh, that's our review. And just let, let's just jump ahead to the second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. And we'd like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. All right. That, that, that's, a, that's enough of that. You want to? I, I don't know. Want to just jump into the number three gaming news? Sure. Yeah, I, I Let's hear. Let's do it. I hear you. I just get off my back. <laughs> um, EA, everybody. Uh, speaking of getting off our backs, uh, Canada <laughs> is on EA's back. Yeah. Uh, and EA's being sued. Oh no! Again. For loot boxes. Yeah. Which, by the way, I absolutely adore how most articles talk about EA loot boxes. Boo, 
Ooh, and their their cover image is a uh, loot box from Overwatch, which is Blizzard. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's just you could have picked any loot box. Like there's so many. There's so many. And you just you didn't chose even try. Overwatch. But that whatever. Uh but yeah, so EA is being sued again. This is actually yeah. being found by another person uh with a with his own website, which I uh link the original uh down below so you can check it out for yourself. But this person I found on a um on a on another site on another column who's being sued here, uh, EA is being sued by Canada. And it's actually pretty interesting. So I want to read this uh, this little quote from the article, which is linked down below. Uh, he says, uh, sparing, sparing you the legalese, uh, the TLDR summary of the plaintiff's case is this. Loot boxes constitute gambling and are prohibited by the gambling provisions of the criminal code and other various uh, statutes. By offering loot boxes through its games, the plaintiffs are essentially claiming that EA is operating an unlicensed gambling business in breach of the aforementioned criminal code and other statutes. The, they are also claiming that EA is liable to them at common law, including unjust enrichment. Wow. I believe I read in this article as well that the plaintiffs are actually just two individual people. Hmm. Yeah, and they're just being sued because uh, they've they've lost all these riches and uh, they lost all this money. And they're actually in in the law case. There's actually sixty plus games uh, stated in the lawsuit. Wow. What's most interesting, and even this uh, the person who wrote the article uh, <laughs> saw this and was just like, "Why is uh, Star Wars Battlefront not part of the conversation?" Yeah, it's not listed. Hmm. Star Wars better the one that started this whole thing. Yeah. It's not listed. That is strange. So he's just like, <laughs> maybe it's just an oversight. Yeah. I don't know. There's no real reason. Uh but yeah, uh it is included with FIFA, Apex Legends, mm -hmm. Plants vs. Zombies, uh, and the the Battlefield games, but not Battlefront. Hmm. Now, this is a civil suit. This is not a criminal suit. Yeah. So that that's uh, that's just saying that you know this is between two businesses. Yeah. Uh, this you know how much EA will owe it's up for debate, but it's just very funny that EA is being sued again, again. for loot boxes. Yeah, you'd think they get the clue by now. You would think. Or maybe they'll just make their way around the world. Maybe. Just visit every country. Well, here's the thing about EA. EA is just giant. They're, yeah. one, they're one of the big ones, you know? Yeah, definitely. So I imagine that they're trying to get around it with the whole uh, surprise mechanics. Yeah. I wonder if the, I wonder if we'll get another quote like that from this case. I, I sure hope. That'll well, be like, fun. What's interesting is that the person that found this said that this was actually uh, written out September 30th. Hmm. And he's just saying, finding out about it. Yeah, he's saying nobody's really covering it. In Canada, because... Well, there are definitely other things to worry about right now. I'm not going to argue with that. So, you know. Yeah. There's that. That might be why. But yeah, just kind of funny, funny little news that EA is being sued again, again. for uh, loot boxes. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll see where this goes. But it was filed back in September 30th. But we'll see. It's funny. Yeah. But definitely check out the link uh, link in the bio, uh, the article. So yeah. check that out for yourself. And uh, number two gaming news is about Xbox. Uh, X Cloud, everybody, we're the we're in the future. Ha! Huh. I hope is we're in every day the future. Hush. 
I wish it was the future. I wish we were out of 2020. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, Phil Spencer has actually teased the potential hmm? for a TV streaming stick hmm. included in your Game Pass subscription. Wow. Yeah. So uh, like they would mail you a streaming stick? I think. Cool. Well, let me read this article. This was actually in a recent interview with Phil Spencer. Uh, article linked down below if you want to check it out for yourself. But uh, Phil Spencer had this to say, saying, I think you're going to see lower priced. I don't know what I'm saying. No, like that. I think you're going to see lower priced hardware as a part of our ecosystem. When you think about streaming sticks and other things that somebody might want to just go plug into their TV and just go play xCloud via. Oh, just go play via xCloud. You could imagine us even having something that we could just include it in Game Pass subscription that gave you the ability to stream xCloud games to your television and buying the controller. So that's the that's the big thing that mm. I want to take away. Uh, gives you the ability to stream it, but you buy the controller. Uh, a lot of people know that a lot of, uh, well, Sony, Xbox, Nintendo, they lose money by making the consoles and they count on you buying the mm -hmm. controllers, like all the you know, other things that yeah. go with it, the accessories, the software, all that. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm certain that this would be just another console that they would just lose money on the streaming stick and you buy more controllers mm -hmm. to play on it. So this is kind of an interesting thing. And he said that it could be included in your Game Pass yeah. subscription. Um, what's really interesting that the article pointed out. And I was like, oh, I, I forgot about that. Uh, a few years back, a couple years ago, uh, X Plat. <laughs> oh my goodness! You got this. Xbox actually partnered with uh, Samsung, mm -hmm. so this could actually institute a uh, probably a Samsung TV app yeah. for X Cloud. Yeah, I believe it. So it's interesting. I I think that would be really cool if you're a Game Pass subscriber, you get mailed mm -hmm. the streaming stick. I'm sh I'm certain that. You know, it won't cost them that much because it yeah. is just a streaming stick. Like that that's it's all a it USB is. drive essentially. It's a, yeah. And, and I'm not trying to say that there's no technology that's put into streaming sticks, but come on. Uh you know, you get a Roku stick and it's just what, thirty bucks yeah. maybe? Uh or fifteen even sometimes. So yeah, I, I think that yeah. could be really cool. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's a really good idea and it makes it even more able to travel. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you go to your friend's house, you can just bring it with you. Exactly. You go on vacation, you just bring this little thing with you. Mm -hmm. You know? So I think it's a good idea. If that's, like, the direction they're heading in, I think that's a great step in the right direction. Totally. But, yeah, super cool. Hopefully that pans out. But, yeah. Uh, on to more, much more important news. That's just and interesting. And interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Let's go into the number one gaming news, which is about AOC. Really? Uh, I'm going to butcher this. Help me. Please don't sue if me. If I see her name, I can pronounce it. Alexandria or Ocasio. I'm trying not to look down on the notes. I only call her AOC. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Seems right. I'm probably going to be sued. But she oh actually played Among Us on Twitch. Wow. But that's not the interesting part. What's really cool and mm -hmm. great about this is that she actually used Twitch the right way. Not like most politicians do, where they just yeah. stream rallies, which the article CNN, it points out 
that Donald Trump's Twitch, it only uh, streams rallies and mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders is about conversations, which you can use Twitch however you yeah. want. But really, but primary function, but its primary function is to entertain. Yeah. Like really entertain, not to really inform you. It, it's more of just an entertainment platform mm-hmm. and AOC gets it. Yeah. And that's the thing. What she was doing, she partnered up with Pokimane, Myth, and also uh, other representative, uh, Imar. Please don't sue me, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ilhan. Uh, Omar. Sorry, I'm just so horrible with names. You're, it's okay, honey. Thank you. But uh, she partnered up with all these people and just played Among Us. Yeah. Just chilled. But the ma- main pur- purpose behind this, let me read the uh, article quote here. Uh, they say, the New Yorker, I love how articles say that they run out of adjectives, so they call her a person from New York. Uh, the New Yorker used the opportunity to encourage viewers to vote, directing them to IWillVote.com, a Democratic Party website with, informative, uh, with information on voting. She says, that's what I want. Uh, that's what, uh, blah, oh my goodness, that's really what tonight's all about. And of course, here we are to vote blue. We are here to vote blue. Uh, she said a, a reference to the Democratic Party. So really, she's just saying, like, go vote, but vote yeah. blue. And oh, my goodness, that's the way you get young voters. Yes. Like, stop it. Educate them while you play video games. Really? Like, here's the thing. Like, all these commercials I keep seeing are just so, I'll say it, they're so targeted to boomers. Yeah. But really, you need to get the young demographic out, whether you're blue, red, or like us, Green party. Yeah. Go vote green. Anyways. If you're able to in your state. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Wombat did make a good point to vote blue. Yes. So maybe uh, in the next election. Yeah. Uh, go Wombat. <laughs> but anyways, but that's the thing. That's how you get young voters. Whether yeah. you're red or blue, it doesn't matter. You have to speak to millennials and stop yeah. speaking to the boomers. The boomers already know. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm going to ref- ref- reference you as boomers. But like they already know to vote. They know to vote. They've been voting. And they're pretty set in... They're usually pretty set in who they're voting for yeah. and everything. But I think her doing this mm-hmm. is such... gives It just like really lit a path for her future as a politician. Yeah. Like... I will I will remember this. Yeah. When she decides to run for president, because I know she will. And that's the thing. She's known for her unconventional ways. Yeah. I, I still remember she hosted I think it was on Twitch, but she was just in her like her pajamas. Yeah. And just answering political She's questions. A real person who's a politician. Yeah, she can be very headstrong. Yeah. And a little too crazy sometimes. Yeah. But she's effective and she's relatable. And, and that's, that's important. That's the thing, is that a lot of people just want to go in. And just say, oh, vote, vote. But here she is just playing, chilling with Among Us. And the thing that I love the most it was that this was genuine. Yeah. She actually partnered with Pokimane and Myth. And she actually asked Myth, uh, saying, like, oh, are you going to go out and vote? And Myth actually said, because of this, I, this is my first time voting. Yeah. I, she's, she's relating through video games. Yeah. And that's what's the best part. I don't mean to make this a political thing. No. But honestly, that's how you get the youngs. Yeah. The, the youngins. Play mm-hmm. video games. Yeah. My goodness. Be a relatable real person because we are more likely to go with someone mm-hmm. who is relatable and feels like they understand us because so many people in this world don't understand millennials and even like younger. Like 
Yeah. People just seem to just uh, make assumptions about us and not care and don't talk to us. Exactly. Where she's coming out and talking to us and relating and like that's what we care about. And if you do that, like you are going to make it far at this point in time. And uh, she is definitely in for uh, canceling all student loan debts. So, uh, oh, she's got my vote. Yeah. I know um, she's not the one running this year, but she's got my vote when she does. <laughs> right. Because I will probably still be in student debt. Probably if Biden doesn't <laughs> cancel them out. Uh, but yeah, that's our top three gaming news there. Uh, number three, EA being sued in Canada. What do you think about that? Yeah. Do you think that loot boxes should be taken away? Are you tired of articles just using Overwatch's loot boxes as their cover photo? Write your co- thoughts in the comments <laughs> down below. Uh, number two, xCloud streaming stick. Uh, do you think that's really cool? Do you think Phil Spencer's just going to give away streaming sticks? Do you think it's not that big of a deal? Write your thoughts in the comments down below. And uh, AOC playing Among Us on Twitch to get the young voters, the youngins to vote. Uh, write all your thoughts in the comments down below. And uh, let's just bring on our guests. We're going to yeah. be talking about his series on YouTube. He has another podcast called Play One Versus the World, where he's on a series called Life After Strange, where he mm-hmm. interviews the voice actors and vi- actresses behind the Life is Strange series. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to speak to this guy. Yeah. Uh, ask about his little journey in mm-hmm. the Life is Strange realm. Yeah. Let's just bring him on. Our guest, Adnan Riaz. All right, everybody, we are back with our very special guest, the one who has made the Life After Strange uh, podcast series and Player One versus the World. He's against the world, apparently. Adnan Riaz. Adnan, how are you doing? Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm good, guys. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good, man. Just uh, yeah. just recording with a good person who's in love with the Life is Strange series, yes. probably more than we are, which is uh, pretty high. Pretty high. <laughs> I was gonna say not saying much, but uh, thank you for uh for saying it that way. You're welcome. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, Adnan, of course, we have you on because you have been doing a Life After Strange podcast series where you're interviewing. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I shouldn't be giving you introductions you're here you can you have a mouth you can speak for yourself <laughs> and tell us a little bit about your podcast oh thank you so i kind of went on a mad venture back in august where i thought maybe it's time to kind of do the series that i wanted to do since 2015 mm-hmm. so for like some context i worked in the industry from 2015 i was a uk editor for hardcore gamer which was a u.s uh, based publication mm-hmm. And I was like, for me, I kind of felt like I was one of the people who was really, really covering Life is Strange when it first came out. And I kind of like recognized what the potential was. And I had interviews with quite a lot of people from the cast, but I never really took off the series that I wanted to. And basically, I've been sitting on Life After Strange for a better part of like a year or so in terms of just thinking about it. And then I was like, you know what? The pandemic started. I was like, let's maybe go into this now and see, see if it happens. And then lo and behold, started recording episodes. And then, yeah, the series is now up and running dang nice that that is the one thing i do notice when you interview your guests you always uh mention that you have spoken to them before and i and i guess i do want to ask you that uh what do you what do you mean by that have you were you in a publication before that did you just kind of reach out to them what, what happened with that so um what i mean like when i spoke to them before it's like so most of those people that have come on so far i have spoken to in hardcore gamer so um mm-hmm. hannah tell was one of them kylie brown was another and basically, I had interviews with them when Life is Strange was coming out of their respective Life is Strange games. So I kind of like knew them from then. And then, like for us as well, it's kind of like 
and when you connect that Max and Chloe story where you have like five years apart and they kind of re- reconnect, it's kind of been like that for me a little bit mm-hmm. in terms of reconnecting with these voice actors. And um, I think when me and Hannah jumped on a call, it had been five years yeah. since we spoke. So it was a massive time jump. And it just felt like natural. We were just like laughing and just kind of getting on with things. And it was just kind of good catching up and felt like I felt like it was um, when when I started doing um, interviews from 2015 and then getting to launch of the series, it felt like the right time to do it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is the interesting part about your particular series, your podcast series, is that it is what what it is called. It's life after strange, and you're kind of taking that dynamic of what happened after, not how was your time during it, but how mm-hmm. has been your time even afterwards. Yeah. Uh, you even spoke to Hannah Tell about uh, her reach after the whole series uh, happened. You even talked to Dan Hutton, a uh, good friend of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, even her ventures outside of it. And that's what I do enjoy about your uh, particular podcast series. It's yeah. it's a very interesting look into these uh, voice actors' lives. Yeah. Uh, and that that is what I wanted to talk about mostly is the voice actors uh, behind Life is Strange and what had happened to them. Uh, and, and we already spoke about that, why you started it, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's pretty good reason. I, I think that more people should know about the life of a voice actor. Yeah. More than anything, uh, more than anything else. I mean, the developers, of course, right? Yeah. But I, I don't know. In my opinion, I feel like we don't give enough credit to the voice actors in video games. Yeah. Than we than we do with uh, de- developers, which are still an important role. I'm not yes, trying to. Definitely. I'm not trying to say that developers play no part. But there wouldn't be a game without voice actors. Yeah, and it's almost just. Um, I feel like I read something before where voice actors don't even get paid uh, as much on video games as they do on movies, but I I might be wrong about that. I might be misinformed. It might be. I mean, I would think that voice actors in general get paid less than physical Mm -hmm. appearance. Yeah. Uh, But uh, Adnan, do you have any admiration, like special admiration for voice actors? Do you have a, like that special place in your heart? Yeah. I think like um, there was kind of a bit of, I can't remember the actual person, but someone recently influenced a, became involved with a project in voiceover um and i think day tweeted about it as well where i saw her reaction and it kind of does slap some people in the face when you bring like an influencer in to kind of do a voiceover actor's job because like what they do with their craft is so special it's not easy just to get vo work as well and then to have that because most of these roles as well will just be voiceover Mm -hmm. so when you're in a mic speaking into a microphone in a small booth and you're putting so much work into it and you see it in the and sorry to plug my series, but when you see with the series, like with Kylie Brown, she talks about that kind of fact that they gave her a script, a Tempest scene in Before Storm, and it had all the kind of like Shakespeare dialogue she had to remember. And like even mm-hmm. the, I think it was the phonics and like mm-hmm. the kind of effort, the time, the commitment that you have to put into that. And you can understand like why only a couple of years ago, there was a strike from the union, um, why voice actors have kind of like really wanted to protect themselves in the industry. So mm-hmm. I think you have to give respect to a voice actor about what they actually do and what they actually do for your game as well mm-hmm. along with the developers and i, and I think yeah. a really good voice actor is in my opinion and i am no voice actor yeah. by the way i'm not even trying to say like i am the king of the voice professional actors. i am the professional <laughs> here uh i think the one thing that makes a voice actor great is that you don't know who it is that's true you know what i mean yeah. where i don't want to recognize like oh that's just vin diesel you know yeah no uh, i definitely know what you mean because like you know me like i can pinpoint who mm-hmm. it is even just by their voice when we're listening when we're watching like 
animated series or video games. Right. I go, oh, no, I know that voice. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Like, it kind of does ruin it because if they play an iconic role, like when you were playing, um, oh, that game, you're a out, Outer Worlds. Uh, yes. With, when you uh, were playing that, I was like... With- Chloe yeah. Price. I'm like, that's Chloe. I'm like, and I knew <laughs> it. And I couldn't listen to you play that game anymore because I yeah. only heard Chloe. And once I told you, it ruined it for you too. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, yeah. that's the great thing about Ashley Birch. Yeah. Uh, is Not that to say that she's bad because she has a recognizable voice. Well, no, but. it's that like she plays a role so well, whether yeah. it be in Horizon Zero Dawn, Outer mm-hmm. Worlds, or even Life is Strange. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she plays that role so well mm-hmm. and so. Um, in, in the moments, yeah. they forget it's Ashley, Ashley Birch. Right? Yeah, that's true. Um, so I do want to bring it back to your series, and uh, don't 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 apologize if you have to plug your series. Like that's that's what you're here for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do want to talk about your series a lot here because I do want to talk about who you have interviewed, and you've interviewed so far, and you haven't released them all yet. But you've so far interviewed almost ten at this point, ten or eleven. That's. 12 i think 12 and then there's about four more interviews which are kind of live in in the space that i'm trying to get organized and kind of work around schedules i don't know when they're going to get done but oh so goodness. i think realistically we're about maybe f- at least 15 into it once they're recorded but um at the minute 12 we've got and nice. and you've interviewed all these uh different voice actors from the life is strange series and I do want to get your perspective on this. With all these interviews that you've done and all the ways you've gotten to know these people, what are some similarities you've seen amongst all these voice actors you've done as far as Dayton Hutton? Uh, I Oh, man, this is how good they are. I was about to say Max, uh, Captain Spirit. Like, I was about <laughs> to say their characters because they put it on so well. I mean, it still counts if you say their character. Yeah. You know. Uh, but what have you seen in the similarities of all these voice actors before? So before I answer that as well, I will mention that the series isn't just voice actors. So when I was developing the series mm-hmm. and the way it's written as well, if you go on the actual YouTube channel, I've specifically mentioned members of the Life is Strange franchise. Mm-hmm. So okay. because I don't think you can you can associate this franchise just with the voice actors. So like mm-hmm. I'll kind of give you a reveal of something. So I tweeted on the on the page um, who I was interviewing. And I put um, a screenshot saying, can someone guess who this is? And a couple of people liked it, but no one responded except for Luke, who was produced from life is strange and he was like i know who it is yeah and i was like yeah of course you know who it is um <laughs> oh. but basically that person that will will be coming on the show is gabriella hirsch who played who was the um motion capture actor for chloe price in oh. the first life oh, is strange wow um so that's kind of like for me where i was like you have to give the dues not just to the voice actors but the people but who, the were, who were doing the motion yeah yeah because in itself like i was i was one of those people when i was covering it i thought it was just animation and a lot mm-hmm. of the actors have said as well, like they think, oh, it's just um, hand-drawn animation, but don't know I'd had this. Um, we're doing motion capture sessions with actors for this, mm. um, for both Life is Strange games and even before Storm of Deck Nine. So when you get those people on with motion capture, you find a fascinating insight into like yeah. what the development of like a game is. And yeah, so, yeah, but yeah, so i completely off <laughs> no that's, off no, track, that's really interesting. that's interesting yeah yeah and that's that's the other thing is that we don't give enough credit to the yeah. motion now i always thought that don't know was just so small of a studio that they didn't even have a mocap studio yeah. so uh but that's interesting and like these days I, I felt like a lot of video games were using like the people who were doing the voice acting were also doing the motion capture yeah. so i didn't even consider that other people would have been doing it mm-hmm but uh, I, I believe with the actual motion capture as well, I think 
don't not do their motion capture at Quantic Dream Studio. Really, okay. I, I think that's how. Yeah, I think that's how they do it. Um, because Quantic obviously got their big mm-hmm. motion capture studio set up now, and obviously it's been heavily invested in now. But from what I can tell, I've not actually specifically got the final answer. I will say I think it is from Quantic Dream Studio. They mm-hmm. go and do the motion capture sessions at. Yeah, yeah, both of them are French studios. That makes a lot of sense. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, back back to your uh, question. Uh, what what kind of similarities have you seen from the uh, community of the Life is Strange series? Yeah. Oh, in terms of, in terms of the actors, uh, with everybody that you've interviewed, um, have you seen any similarities, or have you noticed any? Yeah. So you find with when you sit down with them, you kind of notice certain things. With like Hannah, the voice is so iconic with Max, and she doesn't even put it on, but she is Max. In yeah. so many ways, more than even like when you start bringing it up, she kind of notices the similarities. Like, um, I remember my one of my favorite moments with her was in 2015 when I interviewed her for Hardcore Gamer. This was four episodes into Life is Strange. I just said to her, like, as a sentence, I was like, Explain to me what happens in episode five. And she's like, um, In a sentence, she's like, It's a transformation. It's the moment where we see Max become the person that she's meant to be. And it, for me, it was kind of like, reflecting of her as a person mm-hmm. like she was kind of transforming as that person and her life experiences so much she shares with the character same with day um you know you see that kind of like that experience of um of the actor and i think like mm-hmm. each episode so far when you've watched them you realize so many interesting things um and i'll bring it back to your channel as well i know that you and liz made a video on social expectations with women and it was the scene in life mm-hmm. is strange too with yes so you you did that video and then I bring Jolene on and she talks so much about Karen being this feminist empowering character mm-hmm. that she loves. She said it's one of her favorite roles as well. And it's just like when you when you two have as fans have made that um commentary over that clip, she has come out in her first interview, essentially on the Life is Strange series and said so much that resonates with what mm-hmm. with what the pair of you said. Um, so I think that's what you find with the actors, like you'll find that this they embody so much of their characters and the people that are coming on the show as well. I think some of them have never given interviews on Life is Strange, and yet you'll kind of understand that they should have the same fandom appreciation that uh, Day has, Katie Bentz has, mm-hmm. um, Hannah Tell. And I think it's lost sometimes just because they're not necessarily in the limelight all the time. So I think mm-hmm. with the actors, that's like one of my favorite things that I found out, like when each person I'm talking to is so, so different in terms of experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I found that just watching you interview uh, these different people is that they, they take their roles so seriously. And not only that, but like you said, they, they just care so deeply mm-hmm. for these characters. Um, one, one question that's is always um, in, in your rate. Well, not only the Matt Rushmore question, but also you always say that like, if you had the opportunity to play these characters again, not only do they say, Oh yeah, I would love to, but they almost get offended if they anybody voice acts like anybody their else, character. their character except yeah. for them. Which I'm sure I, I think you also mentioned on your show before. Of course, uh, Ashley Birch was repl- uh, replaced. You know, going yeah. into the whole, um, uh, uh, the whole what 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 word what word am I looking for? Pro- not protests. Uh, the union strike. Thank you. Strike. Uh, gotcha. g- good job, brain. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, with the whole strike and yeah. uh, she wasn't uh, she wasn't participating. Yeah. I can imagine that Ashley Birch just said, I am Chloe, yeah. though. And just like what you're interviewing with, it's just like, I am. Yeah, like that's my character. The other thing that I found interesting watching your uh, show is that, and I'm sure this isn't something new in the whole voice acting realm. Mm hmm. But they had no idea what these characters looked like. They yeah. they would just get a description of the personality. They would sometimes like like what you would find out 
they would sometimes get a um, kind of a code name for it. Yeah. Uh, they would just be like woman one and you wouldn't know who the character is. Mm. They didn't know who, what they look like. You only get a, a core description and they wouldn't know. Um, and again, I'm speaking for Adam here. Uh, he's, he's right here and I'm just describing <laughs> his podcast for him. Uh, but they, they would just, uh, they would find out through playing the game. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's a little insane to me. That is crazy because you just think like, again, when you're doing like a physical movie acting role, mm -hmm. you know what everyone looks like. You know what the scene around you looks like. You know how to feed off of that. Yeah. Whereas in the voice acting, they don't even have an environment to feed off of, let alone another person. Yeah. So it's like just crazy to think about that they do all this. And like I think of all the emotion that are in this these like voices right. and Life is Strange. And they don't have anything to feed off of. They're in a booth alone talking yeah. to no one, mm -hmm. you know, and it's crazy. I think, sorry. Yeah. Go for it. Sorry. I think, um, sorry to interrupt, but with that as well, I think that's the experience where with this series, when you're talking about, uh, like you said, that you think that they're just on their own sometimes, but not necessarily the case with everyone. Like Hannah was in this um, booth with Ashley mm. and Nick, and then Jolene was doing all her lines on her own. And then I think just off what I know as well, off the top of my head, like Gonzalo Martin only did one scene, I think, with Roman George um, in Life is Strange 2. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Kylie did none of her her scenes with um, uh, Rihanna DeVries. So you find that that's one of the interesting things. Because like, yeah. when I spoke to Jolene, she was convinced that no one does lines together in that interview. But then when I kept digging into the series, I was like, hang on a minute. People are talking to other people in the recording sessions. It can't. Yeah. It's, it's so different. Like each experience yeah. is so different from each person. Um, and aside from Philip Bach, who has the most legendary reputation, I think universally that's the only question where they all agree in like one aspect. Mm -hmm. But like otherwise, they're all different experiences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's uh, it's just super cool to just uh, watch even. And uh, transitioning into another question I have for you, actually, speaking about that, they don't even know what their characters look like until they actually play the game. Uh, one thing I did notice while you're interviewing these people that uh, a good amount of them were not gamers in and of themselves. They wouldn't call themselves gamers. Um, surprisingly enough, even Dan Hutton didn't really consider herself a gamer yeah. until Life is Strange and she started a Twitch career. Uh, but they were not gamers themselves. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of transitioned into that gaming realm after doing Life is Strange. Yeah. Uh, in your perspective, Adnan, why do you think that is? Why do you think they weren't gamers before, but now they respect the uh, the medium? Why do you think that is? I think it's with the trend as well. You see a lot of voice actors going into streaming. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you necessarily have to be a gamer. I think you have to have the personality because, like for, you mentioned as well, Diana, like, has anyone, like, everyone talks about, you know, Hannah having the most incredible personality, but Diana is like she's just a she's ball just of energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's just pure enthusiasm and like that kind of appreciation for even just like the one person being there. So there's mm -hmm. there's admiration for it. And once you kind of build that community, you have that connection, especially with a game like Life is Strange. Mm -hmm. And then they go on the streaming ventures. Like you understand why people connect with them. Same with Katie. It's not necessarily about she can't. She might not be an esports gamer, but she's good at who who she is in terms of she's an actor. Yeah, she's got a great personality mm -hmm. she can sit down and entertain you and i think that's the main thing with it as well so it's like experience of like you know once you start playing games and getting into it yourself you do become more involved in it i've seen it with dana she said she wasn't like a huge gamer at first but like playing it more and more and more she mm -hmm. got more interested in it so yeah and that's why why they go into it yeah, yeah it's it's that sort of acting as well yeah. like you said and i and also uh started to think that maybe some of these voice actors that have respected video games now 
they didn't know that video games could be like this in the first yeah. place. Uh, I, I love the the famous lines from Christopher Judge mm-hmm. uh, from God of War, who uh, said that he did not know that he was auditioning for a video game. Yeah. Like he said, I did not know video games could write lines like this. Yeah. And then he started to say that I didn't know video games could be this emotional. Yeah. And then you start to play God of War and then your heart tears apart. <laughs> and I'm just like, thank you, Christopher Judge. You actually... Uh, really went into that but yeah uh did, did you by chance uh, play god of war i love god of war yeah that is that is a 10 out of 10 for me i know yeah. it's a masterpiece and it's really christopher judge's just phenomenal voice acting it's uh, yeah he's he's, he's to, to step up like that mm-hmm. and do mm-hmm. what he did it was unbelievable but like as you said with with him like you know that kind of line with voice actors and especially with hollywood as well you see it with like mads mickelson coming in for like death stranding i'm a huge yes. metal gear solid fan mm-hmm. by the way nice um yeah, yeah and, and he said um you know in one of his famous interviews with ign they asked mads mickelson about his involvement he says like why wouldn't i work with kojima he's, he's the gary kasparov of video games mm-hmm. so even he as someone who isn't necessarily in that industry recognizes mm-hmm. the influence of kojima and you've seen it as well with like twitter jj abrams has like spoken to him yeah and spoken about him so they have this admiration even if they don't know the full gaming stuff. Yeah. And I think gaming is just getting to that point where everyone yeah. is now stopped being like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's just a novelty of uh, Norman Reedus coming in. But then Norman Reedus comes in, does motion capture, does lines, mm-hmm. works with um, an author like Kojima on the same level of like, for me, like working like, with Stanley Kubrick mm-hmm. in terms of that kind of personality. And the understanding that video games aren't just, you know, Pong from the, from yeah, the 1980s yeah. or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, as it, I'm back on to actual God of War. Yeah, God of War is a masterpiece. Unbelievable. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. And that's a, that's just it. I And I love your interviews even with uh, with Life Strange uh, cast members and different members. Is that uh, each of them, and I would say each of them, I, I feel like there was one person who was already a gamer uh before this but they they just start to respect that mm-hmm. like you said like we talked about christopher judge did norman reedus now all these uh voice actors are saying oh i'm in a video game it's just you know kind of another job yeah but then once they actually act in it, right they, they start to take the game mm-hmm. much more seriously and they see the potential in video games and the other thing i love to hear uh with your interviews is that a lot of them go to conventions and a lot of them thank them uh, they thank the voice actors for the emotion that they put mm-hmm. into it, and they just feel really great about it that yeah. they could, you know, affect somebody in this way. Yeah. Uh, through just voice acting, mm-hmm. and I think it's just like these little building blocks to make Hollywood a lot more serious. And 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 you know, if we're on the subject of life, um, life is strange and life after strange, your your mm-hmm. show, which we're going to be plugging over and over again. <laughs> Um, I do love how emotional they get when they talk about going to conventions, even, uh, they, they seem to really, um, enjoy that perspective. Mm -hmm. Not on, I I wouldn't even say an egotistical perspective, but just to know the impact that they had in someone's life. Right. Like it's kind of like a humbling experience. I feel. Yeah. Yeah, because like Hannah cries in the first episode. Yeah. And that wasn't me like saying, oh, you really need to cry for that. It, mm-hmm. You understand her connection with that character. And like, for me to kind of like just mention it, I could see her like tearing up in it and like she even apologized, but like, that's not an issue of it. Like, I know what this game series means to you. I know what it means to mm-hmm. the fandom. I know what it means to everyone else. But for me, the series, I, what I want is the kind of connection of people understanding that as much as you love your, your, you know, you love your Hannahs, you love your Ashleys, you love your Dianas, there are so many people out there that don't get the full respect that they deserve. And you'll see it the more interviews that start coming out. Mm-hmm. Because I think like one of the interviews as well, um, off the top of my head, 
the person that's in that interview that's coming up, they don't know that they are in Life is Strange. So basically, they meet a Max and Chloe cosplayer at a convention. Yeah. Take a photo of them. And then they're like, I'm this character in Life is Strange. And they're like, hang on a minute. Yeah. And I think they weren't credited right in the actual one of the games as well. Mm. So that's why they didn't get recognized for it. But like when obviously they mentioned that, like, wait a minute, you're this person and we're Max and Chloe. And it's like, <laughs> you kind of get that shot reaction. So, well, oh my goodness. as I said, like, um, as I mentioned it before, like, you know, Gabriella is one of the guests that will be on there. And for me, after interviewing that episode, all I can think of now is like, when you think about Chloe Price, I see Rihanna DeVries, I see Ashley Birch, and I see Gabriella Hirsch, because you mm-hmm. have to see that third person. Because what will blow people's minds is the way she speaks about the character. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't think anyone's ever heard about it. And to, up to the point where even I was sitting there at points in the interview, I was like, I didn't expect the responses that I was mm-hmm. getting from her in terms of like, even at one point, I think I, again, off the top of my head, I asked her about what she thinks about Ashley Birch's performance. And she's like, I want to say I'm a bit peeved off about, you know, not doing Chloe's voice, but <laughs> I thought I was, I thought, I thought I was Chloe's voice. Cause they did lines during the actual motion oh. capture as well. Huh. Interesting. So, there's another one. Wow. That's and, a and, thing. And actually, to tease one more thing as well. Yeah, go for it. One of the most, one of the most, you know, hotly debated questions I remember five years ago was, does Max and Chloe kiss? And in the motion capture, you'll find that out in the series. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. So we yep. get to see if it's canon or not. Mm. I, I, <laughs> I sacrificed the crap out of Chloe. I did. I saved the town. I, I actually, here's the thing about my choice. I didn't really save the town more than it did save Pompadou. I know. It's it's Pompadou, uh, Team Pompadou all the freaking way. Um, this, is, this is how we know you're not a girl. Well, like, like uh, by the way, if you're watching this, you probably already played Life is Strange, but then you get to Chloe, you get to Chloe's funeral. We're all sad, but I get to see Pompadou there. I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, I, I started sweating. I was like, is Pompadou okay? But I, That wouldn't happen, though. Yeah, but like, but, we will. But we'll like, debate this later. I've just, debated it enough with you. Let's just go into social media answers, okay, everybody. You do I, that. Woo! We're we're on social media, before everybody. You, before you go on, before you go on, before we as well. I killed the town. You did. I had no regrets about that. What? Yeah. Ha! Thirty seconds in, I pick Chloe. Well, See you later. I didn't even think. Of, didn't confirmed even think about on the podcast. Adnan is a dog killer. Uh, what? Why would you say that? On social media. Goodness gracious. <laughs> At Gaming Groceries on Twitter. Bad Adam. <laughs> We're also on Instagram. <laughs> Games Groceries on Word. Uh, also saying that Adnan is not a dog killer. That you did not hear from that. Um, side effects might be uh, hunger. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we asked you on social media. At Gaming Groceries or on Instagram. Games Groceries on One Word. And we asked you the question. How have the Life is Strange voice actors brought this series to life for you? Mm-hmm. And I got two answers on Twitter. From at Commander Nikki, uh, who says, love, pain, joy, despair, confusion, anger, a wide range of emotions a voice can be layered with. Uh, And you can feel them along with the characters because those emotions got delivered so well. Mm -hmm. And what uh, Commander Nikki is trying to say is like, it was just not only a range of voice, but it's a range of emotions and how it affected you personally. And I, I think all these emotions really, in, in my personal opinion, not like objectively speaking, before yeah. the storm, I, I, I think just hit the nail on the head in terms of emotional. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have said that because we were talking about how great uh, Ashley Birch was at being Chloe. And that's the one game where she's um, not except farewell. Farewell. She was so. Yes. 
points for Adam. Uh, <laughs> Adam, what do you what do you think about that comment? I think that goes back to the actors again because their experiences they are those people. Like for example, I if you ever see the video with um, Kylie Brown on Life is Strange's channel where she's sitting there in the chair and it's like I think it's a minute clip. And they're just like, it's kind of like a, a character profile thing where they were doing it whilst they're building up the four storm. And every single comment in there, every person is like, oh my God, she's Rachel Amber. She's Rachel Amber. But then when you like watch the episode I did with her, she's like, I said to her, I was like, do you see the similarities between you and Rachel? And she's like, yeah, like when I was in high school, like, you know, yeah. I could play soccer or I could be like, you know, in this top science class, I could do this and that. And she was Rachel Amber for me. Like all I ever see with Kylie Brown when I see her, I'm like, she's Rachel Amber. Mm-hmm. Like down to the kind of like all her personality mm-hmm. characteristics you see um, with like, and as, and, and as the comment said, like, you know, with the voice acting, they're so powerful. And when you, Hannah's opened up about her own past and like her own kind of like, yeah. um, you know, her issues with um, suicide and like, you know, depression. And then when you get to a scene like the second episode with Kate on top of the, the Academy, you can kind of understand why these actors are so mm-hmm. into the roles that they are defined by them as well because they've lived those experiences and once you've been through those experiences mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna you know you're just gonna feel that in the, in the performances yeah, yeah definitely i i mean what do you think liz no i mean we all know how i feel about like strange yeah um but no i i think that nikki got it like right on like hit the nail on the head that it's like mm-hmm. they're just so amazing at getting us to feel exactly what that animation is showing basically yeah. and like they didn't see the animation they don't know what they they just had the words yeah. and some guidance but it's like they did such a good job at like getting you to feel that the, every moment in life is strange mm-hmm. and it's amazing yeah and uh as uh Adnan has discovered that mm-hmm. they don't even uh they don't even know the picture they just know yeah, a description exactly. of the person and exactly. they just immediately yeah uh, but no, that's that's an excellent point by uh, Commander Nikki. But we also have um, I'm just I'm not saying the at well I'll say at Tansu VA, but his uh, username is David is Sleepy. So I feel that. Yeah, I just wanted to point that one out. <laughs> David is Sleepy with the uh, little sparkles around his name. Nice. Uh, I think those are stars, by the way. Well, you know, uh, I'll just read his comment. Okay. Uh, David is sleepy with sparkles. Uh, says that they made it feel natural, and it was a big part of fleshing out the story and the characters. Hannah was Max. Ashley was Chloe, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, except, you know, when you're motion capture and uh, then you're salty. Uh, their, their performances helped um, make this an unforgettable game unforgettable because the characters felt so real and what's most important human yes uh and that's just it and and that's and that's why i don't think you enjoy games without voice acting liz yeah Uh, i i recently just played through night in the woods and i enjoyed the game Mm -hmm. i i absolutely adored it but when you know liz was asking what you know if if she could play it like if she would enjoy it i'm like you really do enjoy when there's voice acting involved yeah Night in the Woods doesn't have any. Yeah. The second you said that, I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> it makes it more of a text reader. Um, you know, you're playing a computer game versus yeah. uh, what David is sleepy is saying. Uh, it's humans. Right? Yeah. Um, Adam, what do you think about that? I think it depends on the project because like life is strange. If we take away some parts of it, it's real in terms of because of like how simple the characters are mm-hmm. like even when you take max's rewind power away she's not you know superman or supergirl where she's like 
indestructible and everything else. Like she's just a normal girl yeah. that has mm-hmm. this power. And when you like, that's what, I think that's the first part, like the connection. Because I think like it all stems down to like building the connection with the developers, yeah. what they're trying to tell first, and then it's with the actors. And when you have all those layers kind of coming together, you do feel that with these kind of games. And that's like where for me, like with Life is Strange, I can kind of see that where you like, you just listen to Ashley's voice and you're like, that's Chloe Price. It's like, that's that's Chloe Price. Like it's just mm-hmm. all the way through and it kind of hits you because like she has that edginess, that kind of like yeah. brings that attitude to a character that you can already tell like moves that way. It has like the kind of like the blue hair and everything. Mm-hmm. So it all fits together. So it's all it's all a jigsaw that comes together and that's the main thing for me. So I, I completely yeah. agree with that comment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely that's a great point is that it just puts it more to life it makes it more relatable mm-hmm. uh especially that scene on the rooftop um yeah uh the way diane just really makes you feel for kate's yeah you know uh liz what do you think no like as Eden was like explaining how it's like they make you feel a character they become real they make you feel human and I just remember that, like, every time we play Life is Strange, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that's me and Lane. Yeah. Like, and that's how it, that's, that's, like, got a lot to do with the voice acting and the motion capture and everything. But it's, like, the way that, just the way that they have Max and Chloe speaking with each other and the way that they guided them mm-hmm. to just the way they're going to talk to their best friend, it's just makes it so relatable that, like, that's what I feel like when they say like, Oh, you, it's human. It's real. Yeah. And like, I'm just like that, like their relationship is like me and my best friend. And that's why I made the decision to save Chloe because that's what female best friends would do. Listen, Pompadou is a precious gem. That Pompadou is a virtual dog. Hey, Hey, all dogs are Shut precious. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't matter if virtual or whatever, but Pompadou is king. Uh, continue. Anyway, but that's that's really it's just that like I completely agree with that comment in that like yeah it's that the way that they make it feel real and human you forget that you're playing a video game mm-hmm. of a story that's not real yeah and like that, it makes you really feel for it they made you really someone, feel for a pomp dude. yes yes exactly if you could get the motion capture uh dog for Pompadou uh, uh, that would be fantastic that would be a great interview. <laughs> I don't know which dog did the motion capture oh my for Pompadou, it but was Floki. It was no Floki wasn't born yet. That's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be for another series, Life After Dog, where I interview dogs from like Call of Duty Ghosts to Last of Us Two. <laughs> there to you Life go. Life <laughs> Strange. So there was a dog we'll, in Life is we'll Strange too in the uh, in the there camp. Was. Yes, there was mushroom. Oh and no, not mushroom. not even mushroom. mushroom. It was um, it oh, was the. Mushroom. Big one in just the camp. Mushroom died already by the I third episode. I can't. Oh yeah, one of them. The, yeah, they had the dog at the like Christmas tree farm. Yeah, well, that one too. Yes, yes. It was the same dog at the same camp dog. At the yeah, tree farm. but yeah. mushroom was taken too soon. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. I mean, I talked about that on the podcast. They worked enough. way too hard on making that name adorable. Mushroom for a dog that doesn't live that long. I know, but anyways. Um, but back to you, Adnan. <laughs> uh, now, before we end our, now go into closing thoughts or anything, mm-hmm. uh, we got a few minutes before we even uh, jump to that point. I definitely want to get your perspective on this, right? Uh, you've been interviewing, you've been researching, you've been uh, really uh, immersed into the Life is Strange fan base. You've been immersed into the series in of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get your perspective, your personal perspective. Do you think Life is Strange has a future? Do you think we're going to get a Life is Strange 3? 
Do you think, you know, the story is wrapped up? What are your personal thoughts here? Not not what your yeah, hopes so are, but your, <laughs> <laughs> like, your personal perspective. So I think with where it's at, it's kind of like in limbo a little bit because of where Don't Know have gone now. So obviously we know that they're in Montreal now as well, along with France. They've got different teams mm-hmm. doing different projects. They've gone, you know, their success is well-deserved, like where they're at right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I think because of like the fact that Luke, Michelle, and we don't know about Raul yet, but I have a funny feeling Raul is in Montreal as well, just yeah. because of how the studio's shaping up. They aren't going to be involved with this for now. So I don't think you might not see a Life is Strange 3. There will definitely be a third one. I think that they're going to come back to it. Hmm. But I think people are kind of forgetting that, that you know, they, they have worked with Deck Nine. They have licensed this off to other studios. So maybe you'll see another spin-off game in the series. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll see something else along the line. So I, I, I don't think it's completely gone. Um, and I definitely think you'll see something down the line. Because like, at the minute, I've been reading the comics as well. Like, you know, Emma Vicelli's work in that is brilliant. Like, she's keeping Max and Chloe's story going for, like, even when people like, I wish Max and Chloe would come back. There's a, there's a comic series. Even if you, I know some people don't like it, but for me, I really like it because, like, yeah. when you see the attention to detail in the series, it is mm-hmm. very, very smartly written. And she's, and her background as well, she is a Life is Strange fan as well. So it kind of goes hand in hand with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in all honesty, yeah, I think we will see Life is Strange yeah. again, no doubt about it. Oh yeah, I, I don't think they would put this much work into building this world mm-hmm. for two superpower superpowers. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I feel like there had to have been a plan. Like, all right, we're gonna do this first one, and if it pans out, we're gonna do these ones. You know, like yeah. have a couple planned. Mm-hmm. You know, so I def I I think not that you asked me, but I think that they had to have some sort of plan. Yeah, they have to. I. I and like like what you said, they 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 built up this IP so much. Mm-hmm. Where as I feel, and even speaking to you know some of the people who are mm-hmm. early on to this game, they just thought you know it was another game from an indie studio, all yeah. that, and they weren't sure where it was going. But at this point, there's even a spinoff game, yeah, spinoff prequel, whatever you want to call it, yeah. from a different studio. You don't do that for an IP. You don't deliver it to another studio unless you have... You plan like on a, making it a thing. Right. Uh, unless it's an important IP. Mm-hmm. If not, why would you even bother? Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, and like you said, even there's comics involved. They mm-hmm. had to do licensing for that. It, it's not as if, you know, don't not just said like, yeah, do a comic. We don't care about the yeah. series. There's just so many factors going into here yeah. that I think that's... You know, Life is Strange does have a future, just like what you say. But I don't think it will come as soon as we hope it to be. No. Yeah. Because they're doing a lot of stuff right now. Um, And to kind of backtrack a little bit. Yes. We always also, when we're talking about gaming news and everything, we bring up like the business aspect. Like, is it business smart? And I think even if they didn't plan on making this a whole big thing, the smart business decision, I think, would be to make it a big thing because they're going to make a lot of money doing it because it's very popular now exactly i think like when they released the first game they had no idea what potential it was yeah of course that's that's true to the word because like i actually um if you go on wikipedia my my name is in there quite a few times on the life is strange pages because i wrote about it so much but i vividly remember calling it the sleeper hit of 2015 and it's actually on there as well on wikipedia i remember reading through it and i was like oh uh, but like you know sleeper hit is more associated with films mm-hmm. but i used it this this series because i knew that it was a sleep hit because mm-hmm. the way it was marketed it was mm-hmm. kind of like yeah this game's cool and the next minute it was like and just flew off and square yeah. into like hang on a minute this series has just gone absolutely massive and that's why you can see the success has led to the second game before mm-hmm. storm so i think you will see it 
I just I'm just a bit curious myself just because of how things are going at the minute yeah where don't know future for me that's the big question where's don't know future with life is strange mm -hmm. because like my uh, my off the top of my it's a bit of a bold prediction but I think that we might even see don't not get acquired by Microsoft down the line mm, I can just because I of their that. relationship with because of their relationship with tell me why and how mm -hmm. tell me why it for me wasn't the kind of game that Xbox would ever own as like an exclusive but they brought it out yeah, yeah. they got it there and like they have that relationship with um don't nod and you know and you see with don't nod now they're publishing their own game with uh, twin mirrors in december it's kind of like almost going ninja fairy style where it's like you mm. see those little connections and i could i could easily see that they forge a kind of a, a partnership with don't nod and potentially bring that down the line what that may might keep life is strange out of don't nod's hands i'm not too sure but um personally i do hope that they'll come back for it yeah, no, that's the thing is that uh, a lot of people might complain, uh, except for Xbox boys, eh? but yes. even that I was a little bit annoyed that uh, in a, a series this important as Tell Me Why was mm -hmm. only on the Xbox. I know it, it was a little bit annoying, but at the same time, here's the one thing uh, talking about even the Xbox Bethesda deal. Uh, Bethesda is now reworking like the game studios. Uh, Bethesda Game Studios is reworking the animation system for mm -hmm. Starfield because of this acquisition. Yeah. Uh, what that goes to show is that if Dotnod does get acquired by Microsoft, which Xbox boys, uh, if they do get acquired, that means there's so much more funding yeah. going into that. Maybe I'll make, make the next coffee games about that. Anyways. Anyway. Anyways. Not talking about coffee games. I'm planning ahead. Now I want coffee. Good morning. Anyways. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, no, it, it will put into it. Now, speaking on Bethesda, before mm -hmm. we go into our last thoughts here, uh, bold predictions here. Do we get a Life is Strange 3 before Elder Scrolls 6? Go. Absolutely. <laughs> Adnan, what do you think? Do we get a Life is Strange 3? Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. I think the way that Elder Scrolls come out, I think we'll, we'll, see, we'll see Elder Scrolls 5 go on to the next console before we yeah. see Elder Scrolls 6 come out. That's like my <laughs> thing. It's even that GTA. You see them repeatedly appearing on the same console. It's like, yeah, come There's... on. I've played this game like yeah. four times on four different systems. Exactly. Because they're waiting for that like hologra that holograph gaming <laughs> to come out so they can release Elder Scrolls. So they put Skyrim on that too. Oh, man. I just want Elder Scrolls You're going to be able to play Skyrim in your glasses and before not... you get a sixth one. <laughs> Now, don't tease now. <laughs> but that that's going to be the crazy part. We get a Life of Strange 3 before you even get an Elder Scrolls 6. Yes. But that, you'll you know. get all You'll get three Life of Strange and all their spinoffs <sighs> in the span between five and six. That's true, actually. I know. That's why I said it. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyways, yeah. But it was a sleeper hit. I did want to go back to that because yes. it did mention today and when she was on the show that Life is Strange came out the same year as The Witcher 3, mm -hmm. which is insane to think about that. Uh, and I was even working at a GameStop when Life is Strange was first being marketed. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Did it come out the same year? I think it did. Wow. Around the same time, right? Yeah. Um, but I still remember, you know, the marketing of Life is Strange. It was kind of one of those afterthoughts like, hey, this is an interesting game. It was, Try this. It was marketed in the same way as I don't know if uh, either you remember. You definitely remember because I went insane over this game, uh, "Song of the Deep" uh, by oh, Insomniac. Yeah, and it was marketed in the same exact yeah. fashion. And "Song of the Deep," I don't think a lot of people remember, but "Life is Strange" is just such an impactful game 
mm-hmm. and it just blew up. And I think those games came out around the similar time too. But I, I remember marketing and GameStop. It was yes. roughly the same kind. <laughs> but it's it's definitely you, you, young. Oh, you I'm were, sorry. Go. No, go for it. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, you kind of realize how um, how tight the budget was. Like, I think with um, one of the recent episodes I did of Life After Strange with Nick Schreiner, he says, like, they had one session where Phil was just, like, dragging them in and out of the studio very quickly. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, I love you. I love that you're a comedian, but please don't push my buttons right now. He's basically just getting them in and out of the studio yeah. because of the time frame. Because I think one through four, they had eight-week eight week windows. Wow. So that's what Michelle said at said at e3 um press conference he said like they were aiming for eight week windows getting each episode out mm-hmm. and i think the fifth one took a little bit longer just because of the development um kind of snags that happened and also how popular the game series became but they were hitting eight week windows so that's pretty mad for an episodic yeah. game because like you see with i think was it was it tales from the borderlands i think tales from the borderlands had like a game come out and episode one came out in like december and the second episode came out in, like april there was a massive delay in that Telltale like right, yeah. series, and that was that was in the same same year as well. So it was, it was mad to see them what they were doing, where they were consistently getting these episodes out for Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, so the budget wasn't like massive for this project, and as you said, with the marketing as well, I, I remember the marketing so well. I was just thinking because I was like, this game series is getting really popular, and I think they were doing like some like developer diaries for it. And then, yeah. like, eventually it started to get into the streams. We're like, right, we need to really kind of capitalize on this, get it out. Mm-hmm. There was no re- retail edition of it either. So they eventually got to the retail edition. Then it started with BAFTAs. It was like, hang yeah. on a minute. We are really, like, Square Enix were really like, okay, we need to kind of, like, up the up the marketing on this. Um, so, yeah, 100% for me was a sleep hit. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I, I definitely think it was just another piece of why 2015 was just a really good year for gaming. Yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that can bring us into kind of closing thoughts here. Yeah. And, and I think that's, uh, going off of all this and really, uh, going off of your podcast series, which, um, definitely will plug in. Uh, we have the link in the description down yeah. below, either listening to audio or video, just link down below. You'll see links for Adnan and you'll mm-hmm. see, uh, there is a link for the YouTube channel and definitely go check it out for yourself. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel that Life is Strange is such a vital series. Mm-hmm. And again, going off of what your interview said, that you know they weren't really gamers themselves. But after this, they started to see that, oh, video games can ser- have a serious impact here. Yeah. And you know they really went into that. And I think Life is Strange really started that realm. And it really starts with the voice actors, mm-hmm. right? And the motion capture, of course. Yes. But it, it really starts with that to really make you have a real human emotional yeah. uh, power behind it. Yeah. You know, and I, and, I, and I love that about the series and I love that about your interviews. So, uh, Adnan, uh, closing thoughts. You can even plug your podcast 5,000 times if you would. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> rolling red carpet to you. What, what are your closing thoughts? So I think like my closing thoughts will be on the podcast because where it's at right now, and because we don't know where there's another Life is Strange game coming, that's kind of one of the reasons why it started, because now you can go back and ask someone like Nick Schreiner why did he feel bummed out that he couldn't come back and play Nathan because of this union strike. There's kind of like a lot of space in between each game coming out and where Life is Strange is at right now. It's a perfect time to kind of talk to these people, fill in the jigsaw pieces. That's what, for me, like every episode, is always trying to find out things that aren't known to people. Mm -hmm. You learn so much through it. So I think like that's, for me... As, as we talked about, you know, we've had the developer diaries, we've had all this, and if we're talking about just voice actors, motion capture actors, all those people that made these series, 
that's what like for me is the main thing to explore with life is strange series right now is to kind of finish that jigsaw piece and that's what mm-hmm. i'm trying to do right now where it's like you can go to my youtube channel and you'll find out things which you had no idea mm-hmm. that was about life is strange and i think that's what for me is kind of like i would be very happy where i'd be like right I've, i think i've done the justice to the series of where it's at um and, and generally as well the, the the impact of the series what it's done the comic series everything that's carrying on the fandom still there so yeah. it's it's a game for change it's, it's truly been like one of the, the defining games of this generation mm-hmm. oh for sure man um and uh liz your closing thoughts it's i mean my closing thoughts are always the same when we talk about life changes it's just such an amazing game mm-hmm. overall it's what got me into video gaming mm-hmm. which was really cool to find out that i got most of the characters in the game yeah into gaming so it's just awesome, and if you haven't, I don't honestly. If you haven't played it, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, we spoil a we lot. We literally always talk about Life is Strange. Yeah. Um, but if you haven't, you need to. Like, and I keep thinking, like every time my friend Lane comes over, I'm like, I have to play Life is Strange with her. I have to play the first season, mm-hmm. or at least the first episode in front of her. Yeah. Um, but Life is Strange is just amazing, and mm-hmm. everyone should play it. Everyone. Everyone, whether you play games or not, you should play Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. life will be changed forever. And. Uh, Every everyone I introduce Life is Strange to, I don't think I've ever had somebody say mm-hmm. I don't like Life is Strange. Yeah. Honestly, uh, you know, before we close out the show, I I, I have one last question for Adnan. Okay? okay, is it going to be stupid? M- not this time. Maybe. Uh, well, maybe I will include a stupid question. I will think of one. Oh goodness. No, I won't. Uh, Adnan, your Mount Rushmore for Life is Strange characters. Uh, and I believe Mount, what, Mount Rushmore has four faces, five faces, four, four to five faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, four. 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 I live in the States. You and I don't... live in America. Yeah, but nobody cares about South Dakota. But Goodness. your four, four Mount Rushmore uh, faces of Life is Strange, go. So I'll go with the GOAT for me, the greatest character of all time, which is Rachel Amber. I love Rachel Amber. I nice. think she's the best character in the series. Um, so she's definitely up there first. And then second, we'll have to go with... I'm going to go with Cassidy. I'm a really big nice. fan of Cassidy. Yeah. I, think like, I think that was one one character from the second game where you could literally transplant her into the first game and she'd fit there perfectly. I agree. Um, three, and it's going to be controversial, will be Mr. Jefferson. What? <laughs> wait, wait, okay, why? Uh, explain your <laughs> reason. Yeah, that one reasoning. needs an explanation. <laughs> Because, like, for me, have you ever watched um, NBC's Hannibal, the TV show? I no. haven't. No. Right. Well, I'd recommend you watch that because, for me, it's, like, one of the greatest TV shows that's ever been made. And it just flew under loads of people's radar. So I would recommend that. I definitely but kind will. of, like, on that kind of, on that kind of, like, level of what Hannibal TV show does, it's kind of, like, they, they blur the lines between pretentious but, like, just fine, fine um, storytelling mm. and everything else. And with the, with the serial killers, they kind of explore in that. They always have this kind of, like, concept where... Uh, will graham the, the main character where he's like this is my design and mm-hmm. for me that kind of really echoes with jefferson when you realize his ulterior motives you kind of realize that he's not just like the plain simple guy i'm just going to kill this girl because she's at my school and all this he has a sick very mm. motive in terms of like the the photograph the photography yeah. templates his kind of like design he's trying to create this art piece so like you find that character out from this guy who's like already quite a pretentious character mm. anyway in terms of when you see him in the classroom he's like oh max why would you not know there's a selfie from 1700 it's like this old kind of like um yeah. philosophy yeah. so for me jefferson is that character where when you see him you're like this guy's a dodgy guy but then at the same time i'll kind of like leave him but then 
Fair enough. And he just fits yeah. quite well into that big bad role. So okay. yeah, it is controversial because people are like, why have you why are you putting a sick freak up there? Well, <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I kind of have to point up there because I think he was just a great great character. Yeah, Fair enough. and for mm, for hard one for actually. Pompidou still available. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Pompidou would be all four faces for me. Oh goodness. <laughs> and I'm going to go with yeah. Dave Madsen. Oh, okay. really? I'm going to go with Colin okay. I, yeah. I love his character so arc. Yeah. Yeah. For truly, yeah. So you so, got. So I, as much as. I... Oh, go, uh, go for it. No, uh, I, I, I interrupted you. Sorry. No, so basically, like, I would have put Chloe up there because I obviously love Chloe as well. But for mm-hmm. me, I think when you see Dave Madsen before Storm, Life is Strange, Life is Strange mm-hmm. 2, his, his arc, his story arc is so brilliant. And mm-hmm. this is from two different developers who are writing it. Well, then you see this character play out. And I think, like, there's a very touching moment where he's on the phone and in the Life is Strange 2 where he's in the trailer and he's just talking yes. mm-hmm. and you hear the conversation. You, the, the character just transforms. And I think he's always a very misunderstood character mm-hmm. from the beginning. Because he, you know, they kind of like play him as that red herring. He's the, he's the villain in the first game, but like he's yeah. actually like genuinely a sincere guy trying to win over Chloe, and you mm-hmm. you you feel for him the more that he actually cares about Chloe. Um, so for me, I think he has to go on there for me. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. Well, I, I at least uh, you had good reasonings for it. Yeah, for for Jefferson being up there, and I respect those reasonings. Yes, but. And I respect you for not putting Pompadour up there, but, you know, I respectfully disagree. Oh, but, you know, it is what it is here on the Games Groceries podcast. But <laughs> um, I think we can close up the show from there. I agree. Uh, Adam, again, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your perspectives. And, uh, and again, uh, if you're interested in watching his show, I will have the link down in the description down below, as well as his Twitter and Instagram if you want to follow him there. Mm-hmm. Uh, any Any final words before we close out? Um, so first off, thank you for having me on. I do do really appreciate this. We have been working on this for a while. I know that you've had a lot of guests on. Yeah, um, no problem. So I do appreciate that. Um, but generally, I think it's just kind of like keep keep going with the series. Like keep keep faith. I don't think I think like people were split because of Life is Strange too, and it was a very very different game. Mm-hmm. But I kind of took it for what it was, and I appreciated that story that you had. These kind of I think like for me, it has some of the touching most touching moments in the series. Like one of my mm-hmm. favorite moments is where. Um, I think Sean goes outside and he just does that with his hand, trying to think that he has powers like Daniel. Yeah. And for me, that was that kind of thing where it's like, because he's taking so much burden on, then it's like, wait a minute, do I, am I the superhero? And it's like, no, you are the superhero, but you're not thinking in the logical sense that yeah. because you're mentoring your younger brother, that's why you're a superhero, not yeah. because you have some magical powers. Um, so like, I do understand why there's a bit of a divide with the fandom in terms of that. But I think like the main thing is just kind of like, appreciate it for what it is mm-hmm. just remember that rachel amber is the best character in the series and i'll end my comment on that yeah she is definitely one to really watch especially in before the storm mm-hmm. I, I well i mean only before the storm but there you go yeah but she, <laughs> she was a poster in life is strange great thank you mm-hmm. uh but yeah again Definitely check out his new show um and you know really follow along because he's got more guests he, he's got uh, you said 15 at this point, and he, he's even got uh, a lot of already published videos. I think mm-hmm. my favorite one, if I, oh, dang it. Now I put myself you in a corner. Yourself on oh, no, I had to pick a favorite. I don't know. I think Jolene's interview was probably the most interesting to me because I never really thought 
more about Karen as a character, mm-hmm. but the way she described it, I think that's what affected me the most. Yeah. Was the way Jolene kind of um, saw Karen yeah. in that way, whereas that kind of changed my perspective a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that would be my favorite. I don't know. Dang it. They're all really good. Honestly, they're all really, really good and they're all very diverse. So definitely mm-hmm. check out uh, and find out your favorite Dallas show. Uh, so again, Adnan, thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing your perspectives on this. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Uh, Instagram, sure. Why not? Yeah. Games and Groceries, all one word. But also follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. Uh, we're on both of those. We're also on Facebook. Ah, gross. Toxic Wasteland. Why am I on Facebook? Shut up. <laughs> but uh, here we are. We're going to close out the show here. We hope you have a safe week. We hope you have a, a good week. And we mm-hmm. hope to see you in the next week. And wear your mask. Bye. Peace. <laughs>